0: Commanders and welcome to episode two hundred and seventy-one of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host, Commander Duncan Disorderly, and joining me in the Orange sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our head of health and safety, Commander Ed LeVice, Ben Mosswoodwood.
1: Why is it when I waggle my joystick nothing ever happens?
0: We also have on tech our chief steward Grant Psycho Hello,
2: everybody.
0: We have our inhuman resources director Commander Shan. Hello. And we have two guests with us today. We have uh, Commander. I am Nickman.
3: No, we don't.
0: Oh, who do we have then? We have got oh, good old MacManson. Hello hello and the unpronounceable is
3: here never going to get it right
0: it's never going to get What's it right more? we're going to do it every single time wrong <laughs> <laughs> so um if you wish um We have two of our guys hanging around uh, in open in the Orange Sidewinder Bar near Planet Lave. Um, If you can't get to us in-game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, click on the live chat, and at twitch.tv slash laveradio. So let's go around this week and see how everybody is doing, and we will start with Commander Shan. Hello. It's been quite a good
4: week this week, actually. I got my free gaming chair from my new monitor I brought back in August um, a monitor company had a promotion where if you brought one of their monitors you got a free gaming chair worth £250 which I thought was really good because the monitor was £500 so I needed a new chair so effectively I got a new monitor for £250. And a free chair, so I'm quite quite pleased about that. I had to chase them saying, "Oi, where's my chair?" But about a day after sending the mail, it's arrived. So yes, I had the entertaining fun of trying to put it together yesterday, and uh, it's now installed, which I'm quite happy about. Uh, excellent. So I've been doing some of the beta as well before it expired, mm. um, but more on that later, I expect. Yes. And my fitness thing has now finished as well. So my six weeks of getting fit three times a week is now finished for another six weeks. So the results are in. And are
0: are you going to live um, a month longer?
4: I am, yes. I gained weight. You gained weight. Yes, but the uh, the the fat turned into muscle, apparently, so that's all right. Yes. Um But but actually, if, to encourage any cat potatoes out there, Mrs. Shan uh, broke her toe just before the keep fit thing started, so she couldn't take part, and uh, she lost weight and gained muscle, who actually doing nothing but sitting on the sofa crocheting,
0: so there's something going on there. And Ben, take it
1: away. I've been... Basically, since last week, I've been doing absolutely nothing but family stuff. I think, you know, I played a little bit of Red Edge Redemption. I tried to play... Okay, so one of the things I did try and do over the weekend, because I was at home so much and with the family... Well, at home and with the family so much, but I, I did have some free time. I went off and I was trying to get dangerous to work playing it either on my phone with a gamepad or on my tablet with a gamepad because I could and I eventually got things working and I found out that I can't even complete the tutorial using just the gamepad um I did I, I did actually I did complete the tutorial but I wound up crashing into things left right and centre it was not a pretty sight um but I was able to fully play Elite Dangerous, complete the tutorial, using the gamepad on an Android tablet using Shadowbox, which I thought was kind of cool. And if I could actually properly set up the controller and then get used to it, I think I'd be, it would be a reasonable solution.
4: And as a control, can you actually do the tutorial normally? Define normally. Well, on your usual setup.
1: Well, no, because I normal okay. So normally with my hot ass and things like that, yes, I can do the the tutorial quite quite well, and it's that's all fine and dandy. But get me to try and do anything using the gamepad, and I'm like, crash, bang, wallop, thunk, whoops! Uh, I, you know, my parking is a bit like that of the gnosis. You need to get good. Oh, well, I need to. You know, th- there's. The reasoning why I'm trying to do this is actually, you know, Christmas is coming up. And if I can play on my tablet using my just my gamepad over Christmas, and that'll make me a happy bunny and things like that. But at the moment, I just I was failing so badly. It was ridiculous. And one thing that I've been trying to do, and I can't duplicate, and I don't know if you can duplicate, but you know when you're playing on the Xbox, it's like press and hold on like the one of the arrow key, one of the arrow keys and you get like this whole subcontext of menus. And I'm trying to duplicate that kind of idea. You know, it's just like, hey, I'm playing use an X- Xbox One controller. Give me the Xbox One control scheme from the Xbox, thank you very much. Can I get it? Can I heck as like? So Is it not at an least an option then. It was not coming up. It's not an option. Ah, oh, interesting. Um, you know, you've got gamepad as an option and you've got gamepad with your as an option. And but you don't have all the other additional controls that are mapped for the PlayStation and for the Xbox on those setups um so i was at least part of the time was you know okay go back and try it again now i need to map more things now i need to map more things now i need to try and your properly cuz i'm you know wanting to use have the i'm wanting to try your but only sometimes and I was wanting to maybe do press this button and then that lets me yaw and press another button and that that lets me thrust in that direction and so on. Uh, it's just you know trying to get a setup that was working for me was at least a large part of my problems. But it was a, it was a viable solution and I can go off and make it work eventually. I hope. Excellent. I've just gone off and buggered things up, because at the moment I can't get anything. I can't get my joystick or anything like that working on my machine at the moment, so I can't even get in-game just now. And I only got back very late last night, um, got back from work, had a bite to eat, talked to my flatmate, and I'm now trying to get Elite working on my PC again. After breaking it. <laughs> I should have backed up your paintings. Oh, uh, no, it's that, that's all fine. It's, I can't get my Shadow Machine to actually even recognise my joystick at the moment. Ooh, right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm even more fundamental than that at the moment, but we'll we'll work it out, and I'll get on there soon enough. Commander Psycho Cow,
2: how have you been? I, 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 I'm good actually. Thank you very much. Um, oh, Mexican then. Yeah, I went out for a Mexican. Actually, last night I did something unusual, which is you know very, very boring for everyone who is uh, listening. Um, but I'm going to tell you anyway. We went out to a live uh, cinema performance uh, of Les Miserables, which was doing a very special show uh, down in London um, after finishing up uh, its current format as it moves to a new staging. So they did this Wonderful special uh, concert version of the show with Alfie Ball, Michael Ball, Matt Lucas, you know, you name it, all the, all those oh, guys. Oh, very nice. And um, I went there uh, because, well, to me, it was it's in a cinema. That means uh, amazing comfy seats and nachos and uh, lemas and just sort of sit there munching away, um, emitting smells and enjoying the a most spectacular live event. And it was quite bizarre because when you're at a theatre, it's kind of commonplace to clap when they finish a song. In a cinema, you look like a right wally, but because you're watching a theatre show in a cinema, there's this overwhelming sense of having to do so. So it was amazing anyway. It was spectacular. Great great show and... um, an amazing performance from all of them that were involved. It was just, oh, God, I recommend it, but it's not running anymore, so tough shit. You can't go and see it. Um, oh, yeah. What else? Uh, bathroom update, because, you know, we have not had one in a while, and there's a reason for that. Because there hasn't been update. any updates Yeah, there's not been any <laughs> updates yet. Um, Are I,
0: we pushing two years yet?
2: I, no, we're way past that. Is it three that. years or two years? I think we're pushing four. I think officially so, my bathroom. Which will, which uh, will come my, first then? Yeah, Star Citizen of my bathroom, who knows? No, I was going to say Brexit, <laughs> Brexit
4: or your bathroom. Maybe the second referendum on Kyle's bathroom to see whether it should go ahead. Or-
2: well, yeah, let, let's say, let's not. Uh, although I, I do believe that the toilet, which is currently installed and working, has um, lodged its interest in becoming an independent <laughs> bathroom. Um, so we'll have to wait and see but what's interesting though is you know, in our bathroom you can find things that are equally as interesting and useful as uh, our current politicians
0: ah yes
3: there the we are <laughs> oh no oh it's nasty
0: yeah it are going to to cut
2: that's a good place to leave that
0: <laughs> yes we will cut that off right there, because basically it sounds as if you're constipated.
2: He meant pinch one off. He will pinch it off right there.
0: So, Mac, welcome Hello. back to the show. How have you been up to for the last week?
5: I've had an action-packed couple of weeks. Well, I don't know about action-packed, but um, we got the the uh, Christmas Carriers Convoy uh, 4 has launched. And I got the honours of doing the countdown for the mass jump out of carbon. So we're on our way. We're already at waypoint two. The next mass jump is tomorrow. Unfortunately, it's a bit too early for me to take part. But there you go. Um, but yep, we're the CCC four is bringing comfort to the citizens of Colonia. So on our way. Um, I also got ganked for the first time in three years um my alt account's doing the ccc4 but my main what i'm doing i'm building a expiration courier and i was in desiat or is it dekia i never know i never know, know how you're supposed to pronounce that uh getting the fsd done uh anyway i was just launching and uh dot com shot me down on the way out. He was like and and he sent me a really curious message. He sent something like this the spear the player based a t r the spear sends its regards uh anyway, I looked at the spear and it turns out there's some player group who are supposed to be protecting defenseless people, and anyway, my courier has no weapons, so I don't know whether it was there there's there's three possible theories uh one, he just ganked me because he's actually a ganker uh two I, I i must admit i am kind of notorious he might have kill warrant scanned me but i'd i'd been attacking some npcs earlier or three he's got bone to pick with the EIC because obviously i have that on my uh or on my um yeah it's it, like the uh was it the squadron tag shows so Anyway, I got ganked for the first time in three years. But then again, my, my courier has is basically about as strong as a wet paper bag. It's got, like, 2D shields and absolutely bugger all hull, So um, it survived about 1%. One- one volley before exploding uh, quite prettily over the surface of of whatever planet Felicity Farsi is on. But anyway, it didn't cost much, and it only cost me about five minutes because I was immediately back at farseers and I could launch again. This, the, the second time, he didn't get me. Um, so I went off to engineer the uh, thrusters. Uh, I've also read a book. I don't read many books, but I read it's quite an interesting book. It is called The 2020 Commission Report on the North Korean Nuclear Attacks Against the United States of America. And I recommend you read it. I mean, it's by a guy called Jeffrey Lewis. I won't spoil it, but basically it starts off with a, the North Koreans uh, mistaking a civilian airliner and South Koreans civil airliner for a bomber and shooting it down. And it all kind of goes a bit pear-shaped from there. And it turns out the North Koreans have more nukes than we expected, and uh, they managed to fire like three off at the USA before. Anyway, I, I won't spoil it, it's, but it's a good book. I read it. Like in one sitting, and I haven't done that in a book for a long time. I just so comedy, then Yes. <laughs> oh, and it was because it's it's all it's it's like it's like hopefully it's an alternative future, not the actual future, because it all takes place in like March next year. Um, but of course there's a lot of current affairs because Trump is, of course, president and the author has actually referenced it because everything happens before he wrote it in 2018 is, is all real stuff. So he's referenced all the real world events that happened. And anyway, it's, it's quite an insight on the workings of the Trump white house as well. Um, and unfortunately, it makes it very believable. So, um, but yeah, it's a good book. I recommend it. Do
4: you think I'm so, like into a
5: musical? Um, I don't know about that. You, see,
4: you see King Young sort of breaking into songs. Yeah,
5: I, I heard some, actually that Radio 4 did some like, uh, 60 second musicals. They did a really funny one about, um, Julian Assange a couple of years ago. Um, or was it 50, or was it fifteen minute musical? It was really short, anyway. But yeah, you could make it into a musical. It'd be a bit bizarre, though. Not exactly the the subject most musicals are on. But there you go. Yeah, I mean they made about- they, they made the elite the musical, so who knows? Yeah, I'm
4: well, talking about Dekia, yeah, It's possible to yeah. gank people lifting off a of Farsi if you have long range weapons, because you can sit outside of the. Uh, Range of the station's weaponry and quite happily blow people up there. Yeah. And Dekia is a notorious place for, for gankers, in fact, well, any engineering base, but Dekia, especially because that's
0: most visited. Thanks yeah. for sharing that now, Shan. Yes.
4: <laughs> what, what the deck a ganker's
0: paradise? Oh, no, no, the long range sniping thing. I didn't know that if we had um range that long but uh oh well so moving on um Asica. what have you been up to this week
3: well firstly i just thank you for the hugely professional welcome I repeated mispronunciation of my name asika is i think how it said and i'm assuming it's pronounced 42 different ways going forward i think the last time we spoke I'd only just set up my squadron to fair out part of the Galactic archive, which I think we're going to touch on later when we come to Scully Power stuff. so uh, we're 10 weeks in now and um, we have an x wing PC wing which Galactic archive itself and mile lot. We're just enjoying trying to make things happen in a crossplay way where crossplay doesn't exist so we're helping each other out on BGS. It's very enjoyable. We're trying to bring the discourse together and talk more. So yeah, that's been the last 10 weeks, really.
0: Now, this this might sound daft, but I'm going to ask this now. Cool. Did anybody see um, some live tweets about uh, some rumours about Elite going cross-play? Because I, I saw...
3: Both tweets about it and plenty of people who have some inside knowledge about background mechanics saying it's categorically impossible. So I I don't know what the full story is. Sony obviously released a little bit ago some code that would allow cross-play for new games. So some of the games that are being made now will have integrated play between Xbox, PC, and PS4. Sony have made that code available. For that to be put back into elite is is not something that's guaranteed at all so a lot of people said well this is it now it's going to happen and then an equal well, amount of people said official. categorically not so what the truth is nobody knows at the moment right well um
0: well just quickly to round off um i've I, tried to get into the beta this week but unfortunately it seems that every single time I've tried it's decided that it will take two hours to patch whatever it had and um, by the time it finished patching I couldn't get in Um, so it's been a bit of an unsuccessful beta week for me unfortunately Um, at the weekend though I did go to the Manchester Light Festival which was um, very very illuminating
1: (laughs) I don't know about you Colin but I'd rather a bit of Manchester heavy fine you uh, you don't two, like a, a pint of heavy two bad puns right? in a row. Yeah. Uh, you know. don't like a pint of
0: heavy, do you? Um, I I'm. <coughs> it's been so long since I had a genuine pint of heavy. It's it's a <laughs> I can't remember what it tastes like. But <laughs> any, anyway, we shall we shall move on from uh, from that. And, um, well, we'll go through some of the development news. Well, obviously, it's been the end of the, the beta because it was incredibly short. I thought we'd have until basically, I don't know, midnight on on Monday, but it, it turns out that it was midday on Monday when everything shut down. Um, Shan, you said you did a bit of uh, beta testing. How did you find it?
4: I just said too sure. It was, it was kind of It kind of left me feeling, well, what was the point of this? Because, yes, it was good in terms of they got some feedback, but it sort of almost felt it was a token gesture. Uh, Maybe I'm just being grumpy, but the length I didn't think was enough to fully uh, regression test stuff. I mean, yes, you could blow ships up and rescue your crew and all sorts of stuff like that, yeah. So the new stuff such as it was could be tested, but that's never really been the issue in previous betas. It's all been about the regression testing, and I didn't feel as though it was long enough to do a good job, but maybe that was just me
0: yeah, Did anybody else do some uh, some beta work? So
5: I was planning to, but I never got... I Again, I had problems. The The downloads came thick and fast, so I never actually got onto it. But I had plans, because uh, it, it's been a bugbear of mine, the whole regression testing thing, so I was going to go and beat up on engineering and stuff. But yeah, I never got to it. Yeah, Isika?
3: Well, what I was going to say was, obviously, I didn't, being a PS4 player, have the opportunity to do it. I think what Sham was saying is that previously... If a beta test would, was put out, it would be to test how the mechanics worked. This was just put in place. Check, broken. Because the last few updates have just been full of broken things. So I'd, I don't have an intention ever to give you enough time to explore the mechanics or we'll report back on them. It would simple to say, look, guys, you do our work for us. What's broken here? And that was why I
4: i didn't even feel there's enough time for that i i it genuinely felt as though it was good just a token gesture to keep people saying oh we gave you B.
0: well um what i'll say is that i do know the guys over at the um, anti-xeno initiative did uh, a lot of testing um i don't know how it went fingers crossed that um the, the big problems that they've had with uh, wing <laughs> taking on the Thargoids and Wings have been sorted but um, we'll just have to wait and see how those results pan out um, yeah I was I I tend to agree with, with you Shan. it did feel I don't know when we've had big betas with big updates before um, normally the, the betas have gone on for at least two or three weeks but this time five days I mean, maybe they're going to try and fix any issues that they come quite quickly. But, um, yeah, I must admit, I was a little bit... Oh, I hit.
3: Anyway, felt like a sap.
0: Yeah, so uh, moving on from, from there, I mean, uh, what they've said is that in the background simulation, they sort of fixed the issues, which meant that some deliveries made to replay the Thargoid attacked stations were not being counted. Um, So that one does seem to be fixed. So I know that Operation Ida will be quite happy to see that. Um, And obviously some smaller things with fixing the icon with the blight state. Uh, But what did everybody think about the new infrastructure, the new background simulation stuff that went in? Um, do, do you feel that they're they're needed, or because they've added in drought, infrastructure failure, terrorism, natural disasters, and public holidays,
3: and also uh, pirate which sounds terribly exciting. I mean, my thought on it is that if these states actually translate. To good interplay between factions to good BGS, then yes, they're terribly valid. But at the moment they seem to be insipid, you know, a little, a little bit drinking water is missing. Deliver some drinking water, that'll be over. It 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 needs to be pushed more in terms of narrative because people who are interested in the BGS have looked into it and understand it totally. People who are just see more states being added. No concrete reason as to how that's going to affect gameplay. I think they need to do a PR job on this.
4: The, well, that isn't Frontier's usual way of doing it. Usually they make it's it make not even no. to the players to work out.
0: Yeah. I mean normally that's been that has been the the way with all of the stuff that's gone. It's really most of the people have had the fun. Or, or it's been working out how the mechanics work, not um, not having it given to us on a plate. Very the- true,
3: but that has worked till now. I think Elite is a very kind of critical point at the moment. There's been so many problems, so many things that haven't functioned, and there are other games coming up on multiple platforms promise to deliver what Elite has delivered to people like us who've played for 35 years. Elite has got a good mechanic. If they don't start to make these things accessible and understandable, they're going to lose players. New games that are coming up. And so, I, you know, I've been involved in games before we had to work everything out for you. And it's hugely enjoyable to do so. But I, I feel that the developers just need to little bit more, kind of forward-facing information to them as to what these states are meant to do, what they're going to impart to them. Because otherwise, you just fly a state a system that's in a dreg state, and then you fly it out. Of them. For the majority, let's say, percent of players, they don't know what they impart at all at the moment.
0: Jan you got something there?
4: <sighs> yes, I was going to say the new BGS states almost makes a game sound like Sim City or Civilization. <laughs> uh, because they have all these weird states that you don't actually know what they do. And But I'm wondering the re, if the king reasons king for City. them... i would Never Gandhi, I think um, it's What I was about to say, though, was that maybe the purpose of them is to make the cycle... The BGS states longer, so you can't jump from one state to the other quite so quickly. You have to go through these other states, and so it basically makes the whole thing
0: more protracted, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I think they're trying to add more complexity into the, the BGS so it, it doesn't get too stale, because everybody at this moment has worked out exactly how the states all work. So that they're just, they're just—I don't know—trying to mix it up a bit, because the people that play the BGS they love it, don't they?
5: Yes, uh, EIC plays the BGS quite a lot, and yeah, we got a whole team that does it. Quite a few of our, quite a few of our group. Basically, that's what we do. We play the BGS and try and expand and try and keep our citizens happy. <laughs> um the 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 one thing about the bgs though it's a from simple rules complex behaviors can arise and sometimes the the one the one thing that you can get some unintended consequences um when adding some states so we'll we'll have to see if it does anything um that perhaps frontier didn't actually Intend. I mean, sometimes they can be good things, but quite often it it's it results in a lot of salt. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the 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 other thing is I think sometimes uh, frontier don't realise just how obsessed sometimes we can get about the bgs there was a i remember really early on we were told oh you won't be able to direct expansions well in pretty short order we found a way of directing expansions and then we had the big bgs change uh i guess it was this time last year and it was like well you definitely won't be able to direct expansions now guess what we can direct expansions again so um I, sometimes I think you get results that the developers can't necessarily predict ahead of time, uh, and actually, quite a lot of fun is finding out these things and sort of um, being able to. It's almost like winning against the BGS. So yeah, we have fun, we have a bit of fun with it, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what these other states do because I bet the I almost I almost I'm almost certain there'll be some unintended consequences.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that was always the fun with with the BGS was when we, when people were working out how things move one state to another, it was, it, it was, uh, I don't know. I remember a lot of people when they, initially initially were trying to, to work it all out. It, it was, it, yeah. uh, it's interesting to see how everything just slotted together eventually, or how everybody got confused when it suddenly went away that you didn't want it to. Um, so, so, I mean, these new BGS things are coming in in the January update. Um, just quickly, Mac, do you think that your faction are looking forward to them coming in?
6: Uh, well, I've been I've been
5: reading the BGS uh, strategy thing, and it, it's been a bit ambivalent at the moment. You know, we've uh, it's kind of a kind of a wait and see. We've of course we've been thinking oh God a bunch bunch of new states I hope our tools all cope without having code needing added. I don't think they do I think we're I think we're good on that front, but um yeah I think I think it's kind of a the the feeling is it's kind of wait and see at the moment, so well, we're gonna wait and see yeah.
0: <laughs> It does seem that everybody is is, is taking that kind of uh, approach. So um, the other thing they've added, obviously, in order to match these things, you can now search for these states in the galaxy map. Uh, at the moment, Blight is actually missing from uh, the galaxy map, so you can't search for Blight systems. It was nice to see them in there when, when I did have a chance to see. Um, so overall, I mean... Shan and I are both of the opinion that it was a bit too short for the beta. Anybody else got any opinions on it? For uh
5: yeah, I have to agree the there. Thing? It was a bit short. Mm. Uh, we've, we've lost
0: Asica uh, and um, Ben for the moment. Hopefully, they'll be coming back later. Uh, so we'll move on. And well, oh, Grant, do you want to talk about seal clubbing?
2: <laughs> well, <that> <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a very wrong thing to do and um... <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: just because you highlighted it in the notes
2: Well no, I was suggesting, suggesting that that could be a, an interesting new background simulation state
5: Sorry, this planet's all closed the time, our this?
2: system's closed, we're currently away seal clubbing Um... <laughs> <laughs>
5: let's see your clubbing that leads to leads to a uh, public holiday
2: <laughs> yes depending on how many they get it's a community goal uh, oh could that'd be good yeah, you see, there you go right frontier uh, no I'm not looking for any extra money but you, you were looking for something to do on planets and I've just gift wrapped it to you
4: or oh, ice planet
2: <laughs> yeah ice planet <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Ah, oh, this is this is this is going well. <laughs> uh Issa, did, do you want to cover anything about seal clubbing?
3: I've just returned. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you, and you do seem a lot steadier so, than before.
3: Well, I rebooted, so I'm really concerned as I come back in seal clubbing again. Why is it always seal clubbing? Movie? I literally, just log back in. Well, we See can go clubbing's... to
4: Morris and choose other aquatic mammals if you Could like. Could
3: you just not kill aquatic mammals for a day? <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right. Well, dolphin is... clubbing. Here we go. Dolphin clubbing.
3: Oh, uh... <laughs> right. But
4: actually, the yeah. dolphin does need to be changed, apparently, because. In the beta release, it was almost impossible to get it to overheat because they changed the heat, didn't they? Yes, they did. Of the Dolphin, and it was, apparently it was almost impossible
0: to overheat. Ah, so it became the coolest ship in the game. Literally.
5: This is this is going to be a problem for me because I'm, I'm out on this... Uh... A CCC four with my dolphin, and one thing that's really great in it, you can fuel scoop right up to the start and you don't overheat, and you can you can start your frame shift drive before you even get out fuel scooping. So it, it's really you can junk so quickly in the in the dolphin. It's a brilliant, ship.
0: Did you just say
5: junk? Yeah, the, 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 the cross, tree, the
0: jump, and the honk. <laughs> I didn't realise that was a term.
5: Yeah, it's it's called junkie, but some people call it Buckyballing, But the word junk is a little bit shorter.
0: I I, I think that that should be the new. Uh, we should adopt that. Yes. Well,
4: what cool. we could do, what what we could do is we could call tonight's show exploring Colin's junk. <laughs> oh really? And just as Ben
1: arrives,
3: <laughs> I swear I I only rebooted. It was like two and a half minutes. I heard that I exploring
1: Colin's junk way off topic. Oh.
3: Honestly.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Well, moving on from um, the beta, we do have some in game events which are happening this week. Uh, we have, of course, Alec Turner. Uh, he has actually done a great summary of uh, December stuff. Uh, first of all, there's the Buckyball Race, uh, Total Recall 3. We also have another Buckyball race, the Scully Powers 500. Um, we've got the Convoy to Colonial, which is the Christmas Carriers Hauler. And of course, as we covered last week, we have the Fixer Station with Operation IDA or IDA uh, on the second annual holiday haul. <sighs> so, yes... As usual, um, we'll have we apologise for excessive punnage as as this continues. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a uh, a short ad break and then come back with our uh, main discussion for this evening.
2: Life. Choose a ship, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a f***ing big ship Choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers Choose good health, local cholesterol and ship insurance Choose fixed interest loan repayments Choose a space station, choose your friends Choose leisure wear and matching luggage Choose a paint job and hire purchase in a range of f***ing colours Choose decals, exploration, and wondering where the f*** you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And or some f comes along to steal your ship your cargo and your clothes leaving your bones floating out in space choose your future choose life but why would i want to do a thing like that i choose not to choose life i chose something else and the reasons there are no reasons who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, my husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barbs is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. (coughs)
0: Welcome back. Now, one of the things that we put out last week was a community question, which was quite simply one line, which was, if you were to rewrite Elite, big ask, what would you change? We didn't think we'd get much of a response. We were wrong. Boy, did you respond! So, um, <laughs> effectively, I think um, we, we've had the most emails and, and traffic over this. Enough for maybe oh two shows or so. So, um, Ben, would you be kind enough to uh, take through one of your first?
1: Seriously, I'm trying to fix my computer, and you want me to do this? I can do this. Yes, you can. Uh, well, 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 right
0: can you please choose one of those and uh, then open it up for discussion?
1: Okay, okay. Um I'm going to go with one actually that's my favourite thing, that's something I've been talking about for a while, so Commander Arathon on Twitter is talking about signposting, and he's saying we have space missions, we've got pinned blueprints, why are they not joined? Pinning a blueprint uh, should s- start... To trigger space and board missions that go, we hear you're looking for whatever. So, do you want a mission for it? Um, and signposting of missions in general, I think, as well as the whole, hey, you've you're looking for for an Well, we hear you're looking for an Let's give you some. The whole, all of that whole. Let's tie in. Let's improve missions. Let's let them be telegraphed. Let's let them be give them to us in multiple ways and all that kind of stuff.
4: I quite like the idea. I mean, one of the one of the things that's missing is almost like a galactic version of Craigslist, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh,
4: so I, I I do think yeah. it needs more signposting and. It was actually happening in one of the betas, you know, where you would often get chained missions from uh, communications. Yes. Uh, you know, you'd drop out and then you'd get a chain of missions from that. Or you would take a a mission from the mission board and that would then
1: lead you to that. I'm not sure what happens can... it... Yeah, not what it happens as much. Yeah, I'm not sure it happens as it used to. Uh, I mean, it's something I. There is... I know it's not easy for Frontier to do, and I can understand there are technical issues behind it, but I wish we could get better and richer stories. Better I'm and richer missions. sure there are technical
3: issues behind it. I'm, I mean, you say that, I'm, I'm, we're obviously very predisposed to giving Frontier the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure there are technical issues that predispose cutting together, th- this was the main thing that came to my mind when I saw the main discussion topic tonight. Yeah, we To rewrite Elite, what will we change? Most of the core functions of Elite are the same as they've been for 30, 35 years. Mm-hmm. They're great. All it takes is integration, and I don't see it taking a huge amount of integration or narrative
1: oh. to so take a white
3: think- or take a drought and produce missions that then generate other missions. I don't see that. A generational programming process to be
1: we, we do have that in situations. So you, oh. you you go to a mission, you go to a station, and they're in famine and they are asking for food, or sometimes battle weapons. You know, yep. Please supply ten thousand tons of battle weapons to help us. It's either food or battle weapons, <laughs> <always. laughs> Just like seriously, guys, them. every time. Um, but you know they are doing so. If there is some something, some kind of procedural generation with the missions going on but I think it's that procedural generation they have with the missions that they have all all over the missions that is also limiting what they can do with it and I would like there to be story essentially call it story missions, call it whatever you is want
3: narrative is, was yeah. my first thought when this topic came up and I don't see why you can't have Eight slots you... for procedurally generated missions, think... and two slots for overarching narrative. I don't see why you can't do that.
4: Do you think, though, it could have got too complicated for the procedural generation and the mission generator, and they simply had to simplify it, otherwise it would just break everything? No, because
1: you essentially you have two different mission generators. Yeah, What's but that?
4: they all link into the one, don't they? They all they they all link into Well that's
1: what I'm saying they don't. The same. Okay, you they you do, ultimate, no, but okay, so ultimately you have a mission object which turns into a bit of pre generated text, some pre generated stuff to kill or stuff to do, and then pre generated rewards. Yeah? Okay, yeah. I'm so going you you've got back. Te- you've got title, text, stuff to to, to be done and then rewards. Why does that always have to be pre-gen? Why can't it be if credit balance greater than 1 billion then okay, that triggers a mission next time you show up at Lave, Hey, hey Commander, we've got 50 billion tons that, of or you if have recently you.
4: Because that's not the time. way the mission generator works.
1: Yes, which is why I said we want two kind, you know, you essentially want two mission generators. One for the proc gen, one for story or narrative. Or whatever um, you
4: want to call thinking, it. Yeah, the reason why I'm saying is I'm thinking back to the tour I had at Frontier a couple yeah. of years ago, and uh, I think it was Dominic showed us the mission generator.
1: Oh, yeah, was I was, I was simple, there and I saw the same thing. Just
4: a, just a simple kind of FedEx mission
1: mm-hmm.
4: was horrendously complex with a number of inputs and the way it varies according to BGS and economy and all sorts of stuff. And I'm thinking, if you then add complexity into that...
1: But you're not adding complexity. Well, well, you are, right? No, you're not. So, in object-oriented design or something like that, you've got your mission, you've got your proc gen mission, you've got your story mission, and they both result in in essentially the same superclass mission object which has got the stuff that needs to be done. Just the way you get the stuff that needs to be done, it's either hand put in by somebody or it's proc gen.
3: Just before Matt jumped, said it doesn't actually majorly matter because there are so many variables and so many systems. You can just throw these things in and then they would generate more. It doesn't have to have a beginning, a middle,
5: and an end. It just has to have a beginning. Sorry, Matt, go on. You, uh, Some people who are going to date themselves by remembering this, remember the Constrictor mission. We're talking the BBC micro version of Elite. I mm-hmm. said the BBC version man, of Elite know. Dangerous, but the, bit, the, the original Elite on the BBC micro, there was, you hit competent Elite rating, and then you would get, all of a sudden you get incoming message, go chasing after the ship and it would lay some breadcrumbs, uh, and then it would disappear. And then a bit later, you'd you'd just notice where the system description normally was. Here you're looking for a certain ship. I saw him in such and such a system. And then the chase would be back on again. So based on that kind of idea, what I'd really love in the mission system is... A fairly rare type of mission that gives you a a long, you know, it might, even, you know, because c- the nature of Elite Dangerous and having persistent state across servers, yada, 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 a, a like a persistent generated NPC that you have to go out, that, that kind of thing that can last for weeks. And has a huge and completing it. There's a massive reward at the end, but it's one of those things where you have to chase down leads, and sometimes it'll go cold, and occasionally, you know, you might find a clue here and there. Not everybody will want to do them, but a lot of you know, a lot of people kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. And I, I think sort of harking back to the old constrictor mission of the BBC elite, something like that, even if they have to be largely hand coded. Um, would I, I think that would be that that would be awesome, especially if other players could perhaps influence the outcome. Uh, being a, like a persistent type of NPC, you know, somebody could accidentally pick off your target you are going after, <laughs> something like that. No, perhaps not that. I'd probably create a lot of salts, but um, yeah, a longer, a sort of longer duration mission you know and even if we look back a bit more recently to frontier first encounters you had the hand coded stuff um which went on for a bit longer uh but it'd be nice to see some of those kind of things again
0: well technically we kind of have i mean the the things about uh well well, when they put player events in and, and uh uh interstellar initiatives those are those kind of missions but They've got to be catered for in an, um, a sandbox way. The main problem I've had with MMOs in the past is that everybody runs the same missions, the, the same handcrafted missions and things like that, and it kind of destroys, and I got hate to say this, the immersion of the galaxy, because everybody runs the same mission to run, get the same ship, and it, oh, it just kind of destroys the sandbox feel um that Elite has generated. I mean saying me saying it's too complicated,
4: I just thought of a potential way of simplifying it is you could trigger mission strike events from the codex. Yes, you could.
0: Um Asika?
3: All I was going to say is that I mean without being a dedicated computer programmer for the last forty years. All we're really talking about is a source, a destination, target, a reward. they are not major amounts of things to plug into a database. It's something I want to come back to over and over and over again. Elite has all the building blocks it needs, and it is going to face a lot of competition over the next five years. And if they can just tie what, to me, as an intelligent person, maybe not a computer programmer, seem to be very simple things you know, you do one mission you generate a state in that system, then you need to source a certain resource to correct a balance there is a reward, there is a number attached to it, these don't seem to me to be like terribly difficult things, I've seen them happen in a hundred other games I really really hope they can start to tie together all of the different disciplines that they have in the game, and Actually, start to make this work. And at the moment, we don't know if they're idiots, if they're geniuses, or if they're just very, very quiet people. We have no idea what the developers are up to right now. The beta has given us five days of sparse information, and everybody's just poised. You know, there's a lot of people who've just dropped out till fleet carriers come. I'm not sure that a fleet carrier would make any difference to my experience. We just they need to do something major and they have every single possible variable that they need to do to do that. And well, I'm, I'm we're not going to, get to see
0: major until twenty the end of twenty twenty.
3: Exactly. There's, We've got a There's year. no
0: point saying um they need to do something now because there's nothing
3: coming. I am they saying they need to do something now. I'm just saying but it's gonna be nothing. very interesting to see what they're not- doing this next year because it's gonna be critical.
0: Well, see, this is the thing. They they've they've got their timetable. They can't release their new stuff. Um, it's in the middle of a development cycle. Uh, and for everybody who's crying out for brand new stuff, um, that's the problem. They can't generate it because they are building the the new the new era. And you can jump up and down as much as you like about we're going to lose players. I think they've already factored that in
3: because mm, they said that they lost in. the players.
0: Well, we'll have to see what happens. As Bear in mind,
3: day. I'm I'm not a pessimist about this. I'm very optimistic.
0: Playing devil's
4: advocate, though, is I do they I care? Was, <laughs> No, no, I'm being a bit cynical. Do they care about if they lose players? Because, in a way, they've already got the money's worth out of the early adopters. And if the new version, if the new era is space legs and base building with uh, a Fortnite style um, survival mode, which is what people have been saying, it could well be uh, battle we're, a battle royale. Yeah, we're not that demographic, or most of us aren't. So do they really? No, care?
0: Right, hang on most a of Be- start, Before sorry. before we carry on, uh, Ben, uh, just jump in.
1: <laughs> just thinking what you're saying about sandbox missions. Two things. First of all, we've actually seen them doing the starting points at least of a story mission with the whole new player zones. You know, we 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 know they can do something because they've already done it for the new player stuff. Exactly. Um hey, uh, yeah. they? really. They, they take us through
0: one mission, which is basically to get your L plate. Yep. Once once you finish that, you're released out into the world. That, to me, that just sounds like your standard intro mission that you get. A, well, if if I use the model of Star Wars Galaxies.
3: Yeah.
0: Right, take you a had, drink. <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. <laughs> we all know that I'm not. No, no
3: yeah. let's not go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, if you use the, 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 the model of Star Wars Galaxies, Star Wars Galaxies gave you a fantastic introduction mission. You were rescued by the Millennium Falcon. you, were, you, you got involved in starship combat, you finally got dropped off at Tatooine and then oh, that was it. you were out in the, mm-hmm. out in the sandbox and what you did from then on was up to you. You could go moisture farming and that's how but it felt like you were still mm-hmm. in the Star Wars world. But that's the uh, same
4: with many MMOs, isn't it? Many MMOs have an amazing. Uh,
1: Mr. Shan. Yes, but Colin, you do have, you've got your starter thing, and then you've got a couple of other missions that they ask you to go off and do straight away afterwards as well. So, uh, no, no! You see, this is what you—you've so got your—you've got the go and do simple, this and get so, ten thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, these are but these storyline missions are theme park missions. You've yeah, you got your gen missions as ProcGen. gen. You've got your theme park missions as or your narrative or your story or whatever. They have the tech there because they're doing it in the in the introductory stuff. Exactly.
3: It does show the capability they have to insert narrative at any point they choose. They're capable of doing that. And they're also capable of monetizing it. And what was said earlier, what's the incentive? A lot of us are from games where we pay monthly to play. And I feel that FDev have really missed something. They're trying to make us buy skins. That's not something that gamers like us are interested in. But we would buy content. I, I've i been involved in games where I paid for forty forty pound a month to run multiple characters yeah. for yeah. content.
0: Well, so, I have to disagree there because we got uh, here. for for twenty quid, we got Horizons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people complained that wasn't value for money. Uh yeah, it does it does seem that people are quite happy to to pay out uh almost a tenner for a ship kit.
3: Yes. It's uh, insane to me, yeah. you know. My, my ten that, pounds that, that, would be like their, six months of
1: content, something that, that goes choice. on. Yeah,
3: right. Ben, what's your second point?
1: Right. The other point is, okay, fine. You've got your mission where you know you've got to go off and rescue the princess, but she's always in another castle. But that's only because of lazy stories and things like that. You don't go and write stories where you are, you know, you're the you're. You're Mario and you've got to go off and rescue the princess. You write um, stories where you are trooper number five and you've got to go off and assault a base because of reasons. Um, you know, they don't always have to be you don't have to be Jameson delivering the mycoid virus. But you could, for example, be Jameson's escort. Or you could be uh, yeah, an but... escort. You can be an escort uh, but... on something that is happening in a mission. So you could, you know, you've got your bomber assaulting a Imperial capital ship and then you're, you're fighting and escorting that.
0: Well, no, see, this is, this is what we've gone back to with, um, uh, with, Oh, what was it? It, it was the, the, the quest mechanics versus the journeyman mechanics, which, mm-hmm. uh, Alan talked about, um, <laughs> for yeah. uh, for before now, what you're seeing there that is a quest mechanic, which, in my opinion, would break the immersion. You would end up with everybody escorting Jameson and everybody going, "Okay, fair enough. Um, let's run the Jameson mission. Let's do." Yeah, that. but
1: it doesn't have to be Jameson. Obviously, it's just you know, ran- random captain seventy-three oh, no. it, yeah. goes if, off and if... assaults the base, and you're helping random captain. You mm. know, it's not you're not actually helping Jameson. Yeah, well, how, how if, if, r- random, random second tier NPC kind of thing.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's fine I mean, as long as this this um, handcrafted campaign that goes on for about twenty missions, which some people have been wanting. Yeah, but then again, there is one thing to point out in, in this is that um, as much as everybody loves to comment about let's have an escort mission, when you go back and play, the escort missions ex- horrible. <laughs> exactly, when you go back and play like, X-wing why? versus Tie Fighter, and you've got an X an escort, oh
1: jeez, you don't want to do it. Yes, it's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, if- can yeah. I think we need Grant to actually say that out loud, don't we? Yes,
0: I, th- I think so.
2: <laughs> no, not at all you just said. Yes. You, know? you could you could go <laughs> escorting Jameson. I thought hmm, I'm pretty sure I remember a while back people complaining about escort missions, but um, yeah, if you put escorts into the game, Shan's just going to spend his time hiring them and flying them out into deep space, chucking them into black holes and taking the money back Too right
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd actually charge them for it as well (laughs) <laughs> well, we've gone a, we've
4: gone is, a
1: little is bit... Is to say something else as well? Sorry.
0: Yeah, we've gone a little bit off-topic there. So, ACF if, if,
1: if you want I'll to want drag to it back.
3: Say, if you can pronounce my name right, I will.
1: Did I say it right, Asuka? Is that you right? You did. Okay, yeah. good.
3: Um, all I was going to say is that it doesn't have to be Jameson, and it shouldn't be a named mission. But given the scope of the galaxy, an escort mission to escort certain captains or certain pilots doing certain things... It can be done on a compound basis. It doesn't have to be a named thing. You can just repeat it and the background mechanics are so fucking wonderful in this game. There should be, and there really could be, a lot of missions that involve you know, trading, changing states. It doesn't have to be a named mission that you repeat over and over. It has to be a mission that you do to generate a state in a certain system to influence things. The BGS is really close to that. It just needs to be brought up into a more front-facing narrative concept. It's not
5: far off. It's very
3: frustrating.
5: Max,
0: do you want to just jump in now?
5: I, I'm just. I'm going from missed missed opportunity time. Uh, there was remember the remember the offline mode which was in the Kickstarter. Hmm. It's kind of unfortunate that that was dropped because that could have been the place where you could have had all these handcrafted missions. And not only that, you could have thrown it open to the community. You could have had, okay, there's a scripting language. You know, you can have, we'll expose our scripting engine via JavaScript or Lua or Python or whatever. And then players could contribute... uh, Comp- all sorts of complex or complex missions a bit like our elite does uh and frontier could curate them and then you'd have this brilliant single player version of the game as well but they anyway were
3: perfectly happy to take player input for station names and player oh. oh. names you know npc names but i don't see why they can't keep using that mechanic
0: um cal do you want to just jump in yeah um, i mean we'll go to chat
2: it's what it's one of those things where you you can see that the infrastructure in the game is it looks complex obviously you know the 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 talk of uh, base code rewrites and stuff and the big updates to come and stuff like that suggests that maybe it's more restrictive than we all Um, have believed it should be uh, and it may well be that decisions made in the original design and writing have limited their ability to do things but it's always been a shame that you haven't got that dynamic mission, you take a mission to assassinate someone two other pilots have got missions or get a flash up from that contact because they've been working in that system asking for help because he's going to be assassinated where you then are pitching people against each other and I know that the whole 24 hours to complete your mission part is the big factor there. But dynamic missions shouldn't be shied away from, because those are the things that bring life and fun. When you look at the likes of um, Red Dead Redemption 2 and the online missions, you work with your four players, you head in, so it's like a wing mission, so to speak, you do your target, and it can become complex, and what you hit along the way can change the way it's done. I think there's room for that under this sort of like the current system where if you were to be, like your escort missions and stuff like that, if you were to take a mission which is to help, uh, um, there's an election in a, a rival system, and they want to derail that, and they're sending in a team of other ships to take out the ambassador that's about to give a talk or whatever somewhere else. You've got a story there, and then you fly in with that group And you achieve that. And then what you've got is the ability for that system to actually put a big crime against you and hold a freaking grudge. Then you've got a dynamic universe where there are places because of your actions that you're no longer welcome rather than the, I can go anywhere pretty much I want and there's no repercussions for it. Missions that have repercussions would be awesome. And the biggest thing that has to be addressed is ranking in these factions should be exclusive. You should not be able to be top rank in everything. It's got to be a trade-off like energy, shields, and engine. Sorry, engine, weapons, and shields. You have to pick your options. You have to adjust them. That's what's missing. That kind of, I've made choices. I've got to live by them.
3: Outstanding. Yeah.
4: Uh, Shan, do you want to just jump in there? Yes, I was going to uh, address the idea earlier about player designed missions and content and things like that um, and I, i'm gonna ask people to drink but, um <laughs> just after guild wars 2 launch I, I was invited by arena net to um a lunch meeting amongst with some other uh, well-known or uh, players then with the game director of arena And one of the questions that I asked him was, well, are you going to do player-made content? Because at the time Skyrim was out and the modding scene was, you know, hugely popular. And he gave a response that I thought was quite interesting. Um, He said, yes, we did think about it, but the amount of time it takes us to check and quality control check the player content is more than the time it takes us to do the stuff ourselves. So while the modding and stuff is a good idea, the quality checking, make sure it doesn't break stuff, is very time-consuming. Now, going on to um, Kyle's point about missions with consequences and stuff like that, that's great, perfect, but you then need a secondary commander slot. Mac?
5: Yes. Um, actually, missions do have consequences, but they're just not very great. I mean, if you... For instance, I've often found myself ending up getting hostile uh, with one of our rivals doing EICPGS stuff. The trouble is, is that you don't stay hostile for very long. Um, if you get hostile, you're not gonna really, It's the only state... It's the only... State the kind of personal state that will stop you docking. If you if you if you arrive at a faction station and you're hostile, you you will be shot by the station uh, without warning. Um, as a few of our members have found to their chagrin when they've uh, come back with some combat bonds, but the the state just doesn't last very long. And um, I, I think it should like la- it should be easier to get hostile if you're doing something violent against yeah you know, like you're fighting in a war against a faction that should make you hostile almost instantly uh at the moment you have to actually win several rounds of uh, of a conflict zone uh before before they'll actually flag you hostile it would certainly change perhaps taxi- tactics and where you turn in your combat bonds and that kind of thing um and it'll, it, it would also lend some defenders' advantage to a faction that's trying to defend a system from interlopers as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, there are consequences, but I think they need to be made a bit more... Uh, they need to stick out a bit more.
0: Okay. Um, Shan, do you want to quickly
4: take this one? Uh, Yes, I was thinking through about the consequences of actions and things. And the biggest gaping hole... Even I think bigger than missions and uh, ranking is crime and punishment because yeah, you can be one. the biggest scumbag in the universe, but as soon as you jump system, mm-hmm. you're there. Is Poppins again? And I, I just cannot see a scenario where either the yeah. Empire or the Federation, or maybe even the Alliance, even would allow yeah. someone of the equivalence of a silent. <laughs> to dock at any of their stations. And the consequence for being naughty is immaterial when you have a galaxy that's so big.
0: Okay, Iska?
3: All I was going to say was that I, I don't know if it's something to do with PS4, but I see the opposite. Working in BGS, when we become hostile, it's quick. The repercussions are severe, I, I, I'm not sure if there's something different going on, I, I feel that there's something different going on on the other platforms quite a lot uh, if if we conduct negative actions against another faction and we become hostile that state takes 24, 48 hours of being logged into the game so you usually just go and park up on a planet and wait for it it, it doesn't seem to have any degradation on people PS4. So uh, well, I
0: that's, that's that that actually quite strange because it's supposed, because it's background simulation. It's supposed to be shared.
3: Yes. It's, well, I, I feel it's very different on the PS4. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely agree with what's being said. I mean, the the um, the faction side of things when you're in a system, if you are running missions against a certain faction okay, you get your uh, reputation increased with the faction you ran the mission for, but if it's against the local faction, I thought it would the negative influence would go up quite a lot more. I have never actually been in a system where um, I was not liked. You know, I've never had any... I've I've run tons of missions uh, for the Pilots' Federation in Shinrata, never had the Dark Wheel
3: hostile to me. Well, that was the second thing I was going to say was a very minor thing, but once you put yourself hostile, which, as I say, on the PS4, seems to take 24-48 hours to clear, the fact that you can then jump over to the next system and be clear and then go and do missions for that faction isn't very immersive. It's a very minor point.
0: Um, I mean... What about the big factions? You know, the, the superpowers. I mean, I've always been of the opinion that, really, you've got to a certain level in the empire, you shouldn't be allowed to start going for the, going for the the federal rank as well. I've I've, I've always found that annoying.
3: Well, it's something I'm just starting to learn a bit more about. Our faction got chucked in by FDev right into the centre of Pranav Antel's space. And so we expanded to a couple of new systems and then all of a sudden I started receiving messages from guys who are hardcore communists looking for a utopia, asking what on earth were we doing? What have we thought of? And why were we there? And we didn't really know the answer. It was it was really new to us. So I'm starting to find out a bit more about how the power play factions work and working with guys who you know, they're twenty 30 PMF strong running, 100, 200 systems, and we're just cutting a line through the middle of it like idiots. So we've started to talk to people and learn a bit more about how that works, and I'm really finding that very interesting. And yes, I totally agree. You should know what you're doing if you're working for Antel. You should lose. You can't then go into alliance space or go into empire space and expect your reputation there to persist it it's a direct parallel to what we talked about earlier where if you are an enemy of one faction then you hop a system over and suddenly you have no bounties there should just be a little bit more persistence it should dissolve over a period of 20-30 light years perhaps but there there should be just a little more consistency to these things
0: okay
4: shannon yeah i was just thinking through what was just being said and what occurs to me is it's now too late to change it in terms of um superpower reputation because people already have a king and admiral Mm -hmm. and getting them to choose now i think would produce immense backlash from the community but also um, if you cast your mind back to um, Elite Two on Frontier First Encounters, it was possible to rank up with both Federation and Empire there as well.
0: Yeah, I know you're supposed to, but uh, it still felt wrong to me.
4: Oh, it did. But I'm just saying, if it's if it's a if they've carried over the mechanics from previous versions, then it would be logical to think, well, that's one of the reasons why they did it, was because it was like that in the original.
3: You've just gone dark, mate. All I was going to say quickly is that they, they do have a little bit of that built in. If you get up to 100%, you will slowly degrade to 75% with the Alliance or the Empire or the Federation if you don't keep working. There is a small amount of that built in,
0: Yeah, the, there is a bit of degradation, but once you get down to seventy-five percent, you don't go down anymore.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Well, that's I,
0: good. That's
4: good, I think, because can you imagine? It's almost like, let's say you you get a, you get a good reputation. Say if you're Ben, and he gets a good reputation in Birmingham, and then he leaves, he, he goes home for a two or three weeks holiday and doesn't go to Birmingham again. Is it really that realistic for him to come back to Birmingham to the people he knew, and then going, I don't know who you are, you're a tosser, go away.
3: If he was a mercenary for Birmingham, then perhaps yes.
5: Birmingham is indeed so, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, isn't it Birmingham World Dockers is set? That's, that's the thing. It anyway. is
1: indeed, it's in Bernard Star.
0: Ah there you go so um I'm going to choose a different topic now um uh, i mean we've we've actually talked round about a lot of the subjects that we've come up with but um one interesting thing that um uh, drew weger him of him of novel writing scribbling fame. Um he's he's asked as I mean he said he said he'd keep up the underlying stories in Galnet and tie into more of the law. There's a surprise, because obviously that's that's what he was involved with uh, for the whole Salome event. Uh um but also we have um uh, <laughs> this this is an interesting one. Um we've got Richard Lampett. Now this is this is something that's close to my heart. It is the inadequate crime and punishment system that he's annoyed with. That is, it still is quite a sticking point.
1: Are we going to be wanting to talk about this show? Lo- keep going until after midnight tonight, tonight then, Colin. <laughs> yes,
0: <Yeah. laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to. do oh. This one for another for another ten minutes at the most. Okay, so um, as far as crime and punishment is concerned. <laughs> I mean, we've touched on it before. What would you do to to improve it? Because everybody's complained about this one.
4: Oh, well, actually, sorry. Cool. We'll, uh, cool. anyway, I
5: Sorry. Go on. Go for it.
4: Um, yeah, I, I would actually have it as um, crime and punishment because it's crime and no punishment, really. Mhm there just aren't any consequences for it. And I realise it's a balance between giving players who want to um, impose their gameplay on other players without, con- you know, without consent. I, I realise that's part of the game and people enjoy that part and I do it as well sometimes. So it, it can't be too onerous. But I do feel as though the balance is if you know the system... You can gain the system and get away with antisocial or criminal behaviour too easily. Consequent too easily. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about earlier on was this notion of well, once you get a notoriety, I don't know, of three, mm-hmm. you, it then becomes impossible for you to dock at that superpowers' stations anywhere you go because why wouldn't they put an APB out? Empire wide on a player yeah. for example and mm-hmm. the other thing I would also say is that why would the if the pilots Federation is supposed to be um, reputable why aren't they deducting pilot Federation
0: ranks from the worst of the worst oh no that' would be good I must too like that I mean um, I mean the first thing that I'd, I would want to say is um the crime and punishment thing I've always thought notoriety should only be effective for actually killing other players and then that notoriety can be then used as a flag throughout the entire system it is it and it, it just feels that if you if you have notoriety and you turn up in a high sex system you should be blooming hounded to death <laughs> Not, not just not just um uh, not just basically the occasional interdiction. I mean, seriously, you turn up there, an is picked up on you, and that's it,' that's the security forces go right after you. so Asika? Okay.
3: Yeah, I agree with everything people are saying. I think it's a question of balance, persistence and consistency. The balance should be if you are in one system committing crimes. That should be balanced against the amount of money other people can make from coming to claim your bounty. Persistence. You should be able to move between systems and those things should persist. And consistency. If it happens to one person it needs to happen to another. We need to balance the disciplines in the game so that all the new players aren't immediately drawn into mining. They don't see bounty hunting as an option if they get ganked. Their ganker doesn't gain a bounty. All of this just needs balanced out a little bit. All the mechanics are there; it just needs to be balanced across.
0: Okay, Mac.
5: Yeah, I'm it's sort of. I'm going to have to mention BBC Elite here. Back back in those days, if you jumped into anarchy, you better have, you had to make sure you had an iron ass because you were going to get uh, the equivalent of interdicted quite frequently by pirates mm-hmm. right now in elite dangerous i can't really tell the difference between high sec and anarchy so. and yeah. it's a cause it used to be terrifying to jump into an anarchy for the first time because you knew you were going to have like three a wing of three pirates jump you um but anyway so i would certainly for the notoriety i think I, points point story we may about notoriety three but i'd probably change it so anarchy is is anarchy, you know, anything goes. Low sec is kind of like high sec now. Medium sec is you'll be harassed constantly by regular old uh, security ships. And high sec, you'll get constantly harassed by the ATR uh, such that if somebody's a ganker and there's a CG in a high sec system, they're not going to be ganking anyone because they're going to be constantly harassed. They, they just won't get the opportunity because there'll be interdict, chain interdictions by the ATR. Um, the other thing is that is this this I know there's a bit of an insistence. I, I know why they're doing it because they're trying to make you so. Because the idea with Leet is we're not the hero. We're just uh, we're just another we're just another pilot basically and as such they've tried to make npcs as much equals as us but i think they've got to let that go. and we're already a bit more equal than others to quote uh, animal farm because we we have that special pilots federation status and we get to do the remlock rider shame which not well our co-pilot our, our our fighter pilots will soon be able to do that too, but haven't until now. So we've 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 already been a bit different. So why not extend it to crime and punishment, where they there's a more severe punishment for. I mean, gankers can still gank, but they're going to have to. They're going to get consequences if yeah. they do, and they're going to be harassed, um, rather more strongly than they do now. Uh, which means they can't gank for too long, or they have to be really smart about how they do it. Uh, which is a, oh, the the other the other thing is about interdictions as well. NPC interdictions, I yeah. should evade them in my sleep. But pi- uh, but uh, player ones are almost impossible. What they have to do is either make it easier to break player interdictions or harder to break NPC. If they make breaking NPC interdictions equivalent, to pl- then people people get used to that fact. And they'll get more practiced at it. They'll get more practiced at uh, how to escape if they do get interdicted, uh, and it won't be that huge surprise anymore when a player interdicts them. So, anyway, um, that's just my best on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, Ben, do you want to go for your crime and punishment bit?
1: Yeah,
5: we've said it since the beginning of the
1: show. It's the whole reason why the Orange Sidewinder is the Orange Sidewinder. <laughs> if you do the crime, do the time. You, know, you go off and you do a crime, you go and you wind up, being dumped into an Aspo Sidewinder, painting ships, picking up litter, whatever the hell. Yes, as Shan made in the first point in this thing, it still has to be fun. It's still a game. But there's no reason... Why is picking up 50 pieces of litter in a Sidewinder any different than actually doing a bazillion and one other scoop whatever quests...
0: Okay, um, I'm going to bring in um, Cal here and then go back to Shan, okay?
2: Okay, well, I, I was just going to carry on with that point of, you know, jobs and ASBO jobs, right? I still believe it would be, it's not the old scanning cargo missions and um, what was it, X-Wing, where you had to go out and scan yeah. the cargos for contraband. No, in fact, it was TIE Fighter had did it best. Um, I don't see why you're not forced uh, or there's not a career route down that sort of working security in the system. So when you first join the game, you have the opportunity to work as a security officer. There's a job for the mission to scan a hundred ships at the nav point and that's what you do. And you may uncover a pirate who then may, you know, break into battle. You may uncover something different, but again it's a different way of doing it. And you know, enforce people to do that, right? You've been a naughty boy. You've got a hundred ships to scan in the system. You've got a thousand ships to scan. Um and you know that uh, I've always thought I'd like to be able to play that way. In fact, I would quite happily while away a couple of hours sitting at nav points, scanning incoming ships and meeting a quota. But I also wanted uh, well, bus queues would... and stuff as well. So maybe I'm not the <laughs> best person to listen to.
0: You want to be the guy controlling the traffic. You want to be a traffic warden. Oh you god, want to be yes, a
2: traffic warden
0: and hand out tickets, don't you?
2: Oi you shift your ass.
0: <laughs> oh, we might as well point out for those of the, for you who are suffering from hard of hearing, um, when we refer to high sec or low sec it's high security and low security, not whatever your dirty mind is 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 dealing with. You so, mean to say
1: it doesn't involve um, hobbits?
0: Moving
4: on, Shan. Yes, when they talk about crime and punishment I think Elite 84 had it right with the um, clean offender-fugitive status. We don't need numbers for notoriety and stuff. Just clean offender and fugitive, where if you go into a superpower or system as fugitive, you get harassed. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? If you go for offender, then your chance of being interdicted or scanned increases, and they keep an eye on you. So... It doesn't need you any more granular than that. Um, so, so, yeah, I just think it was a missed opportunity, really. And I, I know we had Sandra on here when he was first talking about it, and the way he talked about it seemed much more nuanced than it actually was. And I do seem to remember with notoriety, it did only come into effect if you killed a player. But then there was all sorts of whining and salt from the from some players, and they changed it back.
0: Yeah, um, I don't remember that actually happening, but never mind.
3: All I was going to say was to respond to both of Shan's last two points. Yes, there doesn't need to be granularity to it. It really should be a very simple system. If somebody attacks another player, they should get a bounty. That should then result in a reward for the player that then takes them down. It makes it circular. It gives it balance. I don't. Yeah, the, the see the problem,
0: the problem that's happened, fun. the problem that's happened with that is that what's happening is that people were, in order to generate tons of credits, mm. they were they were gaming the system by one person getting a uh, a massive bounty and then their mate in a tiny sidewinder, um, just blowing them up. But that's uh, a behold.
3: simple question of programming: as standing in a shop in Skyrim and not making the shopkeeper say, "Oh hi, I haven't seen you for a while." Oh hi, I haven't seen you for a while. You None, just I mean, don't this, repeat this is... the behavior.
0: No, no, it's the it's uh, the, it's player behavior that's the problem here. It's player it's, behaviors it's exploited. It's
3: eminently preventable. How? If they repeat the same behavior. Don't allow it to repeat. Yeah, that that is an
0: awful lot more complicated than you think.
1: The way I would um, do it, Colin, would be I would do a hard cap on, say, 10 million credits, something like that. Well, they've yeah. already got a hard cap on
3: that. Or just point. allow two player IDs not to repeatedly conduct the same transaction.
5: Or you can uh, certainly, when, when it comes to the rebuy screen, you make sure that overall money is lost from the system with every transaction so exactly. say somebody's got a 10 million bounty you shoot him you collect the bounty but the guy who had the bounty has an additional 12 million added to his rebuy cost so there's a overall loss of two million oh
0: they tried that they tried that um in one of the the previous beaters i mean me and ben we were um, we were actually testing this because what was supposed to happen is that uh if i if someone if you shot someone down who was wanted um then basically you uh you got the bounty, and that person who got shot down had to pay uh, not only the rebuy cost plus the bounty and that didn 't seem to work for someone
1: that 's because people are whiny bitches. That's why yeah. it didn't work. The GTA
4: yeah. system of crime and punishment is perfect.
0: <laughs> it's instant death.
4: Well, no, it's like if you blow someone else's car up, you pay the insurance on it and they get, they don't have to pay for it. They get
5: refunded. I think we need elite dangerous lawyers so you can, you can <laughs> sue other players. <laughs> so, so if somebody ganks you, you can, you can then sue them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you could only, you couldn't do it if they lived in anarchy systems.
5: Oh, this is true. Yes, you, if if you, if you get ganked in an anarchy, then then it's free. But if you you yes, get free for all anarchies. For example, then you can go to the you can sue them in the lave system. Oh, actually, that that then we could have elite lawyer simulate.
0: <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds quite interesting. Well, no, it doesn't actually. His lawyers, but... Uh Elite Dangerous A team. Yes, it's a new, new
5: profession oh, you, you, you can you can so sign up to be you can sign up protection. to be a lawyer. and uh,
4: <laughs> Well Elite Dangerous lawyer would give me an extra cat of NPC mm-hmm.
0: to eject out of an airlock,
4: wouldn't it? <laughs> well-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anything to to inflict more well actually no there would be less lawyers in the universe then wouldn't it Jan Exactly yeah <laughs> well i mean the crime and punishment thing is is something that i think we can all agree it still needs work
5: yeah unfortunately i get the feeling we're beating a bit of a dead horse with crime and punishment unfortunately because i think it's it it's got all the bits it needs it just needs to actually punish (laughs) It's funny that
0: we do seem to come to this quite often where it comes along the lines of it's got all the bits it needs it just needs that final push Does anybody else get that feeling?
3: That's my constant feeling about this game All it gets is just somebody like you know a finishing plasterer just to come and smooth the edge
4: I do think they should consult me Onto the penalty <laughs> and the yeah, crime yeah, yeah. system. So the, the the ultimate penalty would be to um, be teleported or transported to Beagle Point without a field scoop and without the ability to suicide
3: winder. To be <laughs> endlessly lectured by people from Live Radio. On what you should have
5: done this.
4: Yes, you have to listen to every to every one of the 271 you want. exactly You uh, get yeah. you get
5: transported there in uh, remember that guy who who did try to go the longest way without fuel scooping by selecting economical routes so you jump about two light years of time and you can make an anaconda full of fuel go across the sadly galaxy. i don't
4: it's not a memory he did it didn't he, he got to yeah that's what here, you have think, to do. Well. You,
5: you get you get you get sent to beagle point with an anaconda loaded with fuel set to economical routes and now you've got to get back <laughs> mm. uh, we do
0: seem to have one suggestion here from Commander Shan, um, who says that he would have each superpower purchase galnet, uh, the transport ship, the ship transportation system, spaceship comms, reduce frame shift drive speeds to preserve the space time continuum, make them all free to use, then it would tax anybody who earns more than 80,000 credits per transaction and place a greater tax on rebuys. After all, if you're rich enough to buy a, to pay for a rebuy, you won't mind paying more. Hmm. That sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it, Sharon? Yes, you said it last week. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
0: oh. Ah, dear.
4: What's it doing in this week's notes?
0: Right. Didn't do.
4: So, yeah, it's, as you say, I think the crime and punishment thing is kind of here to stay. One thing is interesting is to see... How crime and punishment is going to be implemented when we get elite feet, particularly if you allow players to hijack other people's space.
0: Oh, oh, Ali, I can just see the absolute mounds of salt that will be generated from this. You know, the the pirate takeover of your ship. Oh, lord! I think that would probably push more players to solo than anything else. Well, there used to be a
4: random, a rare, random event in the Spectrum version of Elite, where you would dock, and all of a sudden the screen would come up, and it would come up: "Your ship has been boarded by pirates. They show no mercy." And
5: oh, then yes. again, the I remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm going to do for the moment is that at, at this moment in time, we're going to actually leave it here. Because it, the time has marched on, and we've really only touched on two or three of, of the seven
5: pages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: of um, of comments on this, which just goes to show that everybody has has got their own opinion. Um, so I've got to thank Richard uh, Lampitt for that um, call it about the crime and punishment system. I don't think I did earlier, but uh, there you go. We've got a good twenty to twenty. 25 minutes just for you on that one. Um, so before I go into the usual um, uh, community corner, uh, does anybody have any final business that they, they want to uh, to raise without touching on the huge list that's there in front of you?
3: I have something. Go on then. Um. As people may recall from the last time I was on, I'm quite involved in the PS4 CQC community. To cut a long story short, CQC on the PS4 has been broken since April. It doesn't function. It's broken. We have a bug report going, and we just need more people to get involved. So I've made a really easy thing. It's tinyurl.com forward slash PS4. CQC if anybody listening could just go to that tinyurl.com forward slash ps4cqc and vote for this issue to be fixed it's unplayable and it has been for 9 months it's it, it's just unconscionable so i'd really like as many people as possible to just go on and vote for that on the issue tracker
0: okay and um, we'll if you send us the link we'll we'll put that in the show notes um, right, well, obviously, as it's approaching Christmas, we're allowed to say that now that we're in December um we have had Reddit user commander uh, DMC rules uh has posted a christmas flow sh- uh, snowflake I said I almost said flow snake there. oh dear, um snowflake uh which you can find in reddit um <laughs> and the snowflake appears to be made up of ships. Has anybody else seen this? Because it is astoundingly good.
5: Yeah, I'm just looking at the show notes now. I, <laughs> I saw the snowflake, but I didn't realise it made of ships. And it it's absolutely brilliant. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So is this. Little little, <laughs> so, uh, the beluga liners on the outside, and what, what's that? There's oh, there's a dolphin. I think there's a dolphin. And uh, oh, corvettes. They're not to, actually. They might be to scale. Actually. I I think think they they are to scale.
4: I think they should use the image Uh, and uh, put it as someone's avatar picture on the forums every time they whinge about something.
2: Like all bullshit. No way they got that many ships into one instance.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh no, don't say things like that. (laughs) The next lot of people whinging about ice planets now.
5: Anyway, uh, we got twenty-five people into the instance uh, on Sunday for the CCC four kickoff. I think it's about twenty-five.
4: I'm actually almost inclined to think they got the image and th- they did one arm of the snowflake
0: and then pasted it around. <laughs> actually, yeah, that, that that seems pretty pretty obvious. Um. Grant, did you have something to say? Or have you already said it?
2: Yep, yeah, I'm already out. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, no way that's not. That's not real. It's not real. Okay, F- that's fake fine. News, fake snowflake. Like... <laughs> the question
4: is, if they did another one, would it look exactly the same?
0: Now there is an interesting thing. They'd have to have different ships. So, we'd like to also... Um, we've mentioned this earlier. Um, Operation Ida is holding the uh, second annual holiday um we uh, they're fundraising for uh, the cancer research institute and holding the events during the four weeks including one day station repair uh convoys and races etc so uh, um last year they raised over eleven hundred dollars and hopefully uh, there will be uh Details of, of where you can join that on the forums. And um, obviously, we've mentioned before that the Christmas Carriers Convoy is having its fourth Christmas Convoy with the goal of creating, uh, well, basically drug running to Colonia. So uh, we've already put out a call for Onion Head, I think, already this show. So I think we'll leave that there. So, um, yeah, well, I'm afraid to say, I think that is going to have to be it. Oh, Chan. I was just
4: looking at the snowflake picture. Oh, right, right. Zooming in, and the ships are touching. Now, if they were touching with shields on, you would see the shield glow. And if they were touching without shields, they would be destroyed because ships touching that long would lose hull and would blow up.
0: Okay. That's, that's good to know. Um, thanks for ruining that again, Sean. I think we're going to have to start a new web series. Shan ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I could be wrong. I just, just looking at them and, and they, they look as if they're touching.
0: Ah, seems, you, you, you seem to be affected by on, touching belugas.
1: Show me on the snowflake where you were touched.
0: Okay, right. Well, quickly moving on. We'll give a shout out to our sister Please. station. Hutton Orbital Radio, which broadcasts on a Thursday from half eight, and you can tune in at tv.forthemug.com, or if you just want the audio, uh, go to at com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at the Discord me slash elite dangerous CQC, which is our own word. Uh, and we would like to thank everybody who has chipped in in the Twitch chat. For, and um, have you had many people visit you while you've been flying around live?
5: We've got a, we've got a couple here. Um, let me just, uh, I just got to put my uh, rift back on and see who's around. Uh, we have a Commander Altras fifty sixty. And uh, Commander Norman Sky seventy one, and that's about it. Right,
0: that's that's oh, uh, well, that's quite quiet this time round. Um, also, following this episode, there will be the uh, the usual Galnet news by the fantastic, fantastic Commander Witherspoon, but. <laughs> Uh, that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at, at laveradio. Uh, you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.leveradio.com. Do get in touch with the show if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in the future. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT and is streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Mac. Thanks to uh, Asia.
3: Ha <laughs> ha never.
0: Never ASICA.
3: A sicker. We'll get that.
1: You'll never see, get
0: there. Oh yeah, sod it. Let's 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 just leave it.
5: Ah
1: sicker. <laughs> At least you called Rewind. Mac Mac, not Mark.
5: Yeah, well yes. I that. Yeah, you got my name right for the for a change. <laughs> it's only taking me four months to get it right. <laughs> We've got
0: um Commander Shan. Uh, Commander Edelweiss and of course the fantastic Commander Cycle Cow and until next time Commanders, fly safe and if you can't do that, fly dangerous
6: is your life like this? (laughs) Or <laughs> <laughs> Need
2: a safe Space be <laughs> I'm going to see the galaxy.
6: Bye.
1: Seconds,
6: I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, third of December, thirty three oh five. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Ida. Plans are one and done. Beta be gone. Back to black. Famine, war and pestilence. Ida plans are one and done. Sarg the Mighty may be in hiding, but the damage he's done to the galaxy will take many years to repair with dozens of damage stations needing to be fixed up. The first Thargoid attacks took place on the 14th of December 3303. A year later, repair organisation Operation IDA organised an event to try to fully repair a station within a single day. With the help of many commanders, they managed to repair it in three hours and went on to repair a second before the 24 hours had elapsed. Operation Ida has been working to repair more stations in the meantime, but on the second anniversary of the start of the Thargoid attacks, which is also the first anniversary of that Herculean repair effort, they're planning another single-day station repair as part of their Holiday Hall event. They haven't quite decided which station to repair yet, but when they do, there's no doubt that they will do amazingly well. There really is no other group of commanders quite so good at shuttling repeatedly back and forth between two stations for hours on end, hauling ridiculous amounts of repair goods. Beta Be Gone. The galaxy's shortest ever beta test is complete with literally tens of commanders doing their best to help the Pilots' Federation track down those hard-to-isolate bugaboos that can make life in the cockpit just a little bit less pleasant than it ought to be. Some doubting Thomases questioned the wisdom of holding the extremely brief beater during a time traditionally reserved for eating the descendants of the flying dinosaurs that survived mass extinction, only to discover that the descendants of tiny mammals that also survived liked eating dinosaurs. But the Pilots' Federation has quite rightly pointed out that holding the beater at that time almost certainly means fewer known bugs to have to deal with. For which. They are truly thankful. Back to black. The Pilots' Federation is in the middle of another annual sale of black paint jobs. This has become such a regular event that the day the sale starts has become known as Black Friday. The extremely interesting but somewhat thermally inefficient black paint jobs were supplemented this year by so-called Stygian paint jobs, which despite the name are not pitch black, but a rather nice shiny range of metallic finishes. These cherishable paint jobs will be available until the 6th of December, and if you miss them, they'll be back on sale once again in another 359 days. There is as yet no word of whether there will be any special paint jobs on the countdown to Christmas, but the Pilots' Federation has announced that its annual fundraising event will not be happening this year. This means that Commander Psychico will need to make do with the six copies of Planet Coaster he already has, at least until the next charity event, which will be held in February next year. It will, apparently, be a game blast famine, war, and pestilence. The proposed new faction states have been stirring up a great deal of interest. They include content drought, in which nothing new happens until the end of the year 3306, infrastructure failure, during which commanders can't log in, and commanders Dav and Eagleboy run around in circles, screaming Terrorism, during which brave members of the population attempt to restore order using a narwhal tusk. Natural Disaster, during which sea levels rise and Cambridge disappears below sea level. And Public Holidays, during which the population gets sunburned and drinks too much, and then sits in a 50-mile tailback to get home at 3 o'clock the next morning. Following the success of famine, war and outbreak as faction states, consideration is being given to another new faction state, Death, during which all the citizens will die, leaving the system uninhabited. Meanwhile, a small island state on the planet Earth is undergoing the faction states of Perma-Brexit and Election, with civil disobedience and chaos pending, almost as if the inhabitants thought that anyone